Uh, it's very brief. It's kind of toward the end. It's after I do like, I find like a yellow fat boy rail. Yeah. Call them fat boys here. Um, and I'm Grant's maybe like five, six or five, seven. And I'm like this much shorter than him. So, right. I've never <laughs> met Grant in real life, but because he's skinny, it gives off the impression of height. So, yeah. And I think in that, in that clip, Nate might be wearing shoes and Nate's like, I think six foot tall. And so it makes okay. us all look about the same height. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm a short guy. Okay. So. Um, see, that explains Which has it. been helpful in skating. Cause I, yeah, I, I, I just tuck into a ball when I'm falling most of the time and can just roll it out that way. I don't have to, I'm not gonna, I've never broken a bone skating. Okay. Um, and so I've never had a major injury like that. It's all little stuff that just, um, takes a while to heal. Um, plus it's, it's a lot easier for shorter guys to have good style on skates because there's less, there's less flailing limbs when you've got like, I'm, I'm like 5'11 and every time, yeah, I've never once seen a clip of myself and been like, keep those arms under control. Jesus Christ. They're all like just these big lanky skinny arms all over the place. So when you're shorter, it just feels like it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to make it look compact or controlled or yeah, whatever. But yeah. Yeah, that's that is pretty funny. Um, oh, there's something I just totally lost focus of what I was going to ask related to that. No, it's gone. Um, yeah, it, it it seems so wild that you guys were so productive for such a long period of time, and now it feels like it's wrong. Like even though none of the guys are in Rochester anymore, people from that era or from your friendship group it seems like they've come into their own now. Like Mike is literally considered one of the most respected filmers in blading at the moment. Yeah. Like Rollerblade want to work with him. Them have worked, like he's made multiple projects for them. He's made two Alex Brosco sections, like filmed sections with some of what could be argued are the most interesting bladers like going right now. People like Sean Keane and just yeah just absolutely killing it and then you've got grant grant's like got all these sponsors it's unreal like he's skating for roses skating for caltech oak city god knows who else and just yeah. absolutely going on a killing spree and you know attending all these events putting out content all the time and it just seems like they're finally getting the recognition that they deserve so yeah. it's, it's well, i got, think um it's got well, to be I mean, pretty crazy is, you know, you being one of their like long-term friends, like to observe that and just be like, oh, that's really awesome. Like, look, look how my friends yeah. are doing. Yeah, dude. I'm really happy for, for them. I mean, they're Mike, in addition to being technically skilled with a video camera, he just has a vibe about himself and a, an approach to skating that is... I, I can totally understand why someone like John Julio would be like, oh yeah, you're a fit for this group because, because of his personality and his ability to like <clears throat> communicate with people uh, in this like social activity that we do. Um, but also in skating with me and like, yeah, I'm not, not comparing myself to like the them team. Uh, but being able to like, for example, keep up with me has always has been like an ongoing joke that Mike and I have had uh, all these years. And it's like, well, if you can keep up with Tim, you can keep up with Alex. Um, this this and, is true. Like you, you charge about the streets. So if, yeah, if he's, if he's got years, he's basically had years of training. Yeah. And so in addition to like being able to just like know the technicality of the camera and know what angle is going to look right or whatever, he's physically able, he's good enough at skating that he can keep up with these guys and, and know like what's going to look good. Uh, Mike is also so fucking good at skating. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'm not going to say too much, but just watch out for what he's got coming out. Cause it's, Oh, oh I've, I've been bugging him about enter the bodega for months. I'm like, can yeah. you just fucking release it already? And he's like, Oh, well, yeah. Augusto's dealing with it. And then I'll start like annoying Augusto and you, but oh, I've, I've given it back to Mike, Mike's deal with it. And I'm like, Mike, you lied to me. You like, like, just tell me when it's coming out. But he's, he's promised. I've been getting this, I've been getting the same runaround, uh, but I've seen some of the raw footage because he'll, we always, if we get a clip that we're really excited about, we'll just send it to each other uh, yeah. and just be like, oh, fuck yeah. 
Um, and so I've seen a lot of this stuff and it's, it is inspiring. It's all the things that you want to see in, in, uh, you know, someone who's, I think he's like 37 years old now. <laughs> uh, and we're, we're getting up there That's and but he's still we all are. learning new stuff. And I don't know, it is, it, it makes me want to learn different foot movements and I can't do toe rolls. Uh, never done one. I want to learn them. Maybe this year I'll learn them. Uh, now that I have a shorter frame, that might help. <laughs> I, yeah, that's. I love how everyone complains about them going. Oh God, blading used to be blading used to be this and that, and now it's all toe rolls and set slides. And I'm like, have you ever tried a toe roll? Like toe rolls are hard as fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I've yeah. never held one for more than like a couple of feet. Like if I could yeah. do that and I had that like in my skill set. I would do nothing but those. I'd do them in into grinds, out of grinds, like just along <laughs> pads. I'm like, yeah. are you, like anyone who says that has clearly never tried one because no one who can do them thinks they suck. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's why I do like mono rolls in my edit, like, cause I can't toe roll. So I don't know. I got to work with what I got. So, um, just thought that was, thought that was a, a throwback reference. Like sometimes you get people doing, I, I don't know, they'll, they'll start doing like fast plants and stuff like that. And it's like they're referencing old sections and things or like like famous tricks from previous people. Like Colin Kelso is really big on doing stuff like that. Like yeah. just like referencing blading's past, which is really interesting. Um, well, if you remember seeing it the first time around. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's when you see people because of the, all the rollerblading groups, it seems like every other day someone's like, oh, return to blading after 20 years. And they're like, it's really different now and you're like well if it was still the same that that would be quite concerning like yeah like if, if you left blading back then and just returned to it and everything looked as you like style tricks like obstacles i don't know your favorite skaters were still going that would feel like groundhog day and it would be really depressing yeah and everyone's still wearing like sweatpants and shit yeah um, and yeah that'd be a sad state of affairs <laughs> um so yeah i just it's... i've heard previous mention of sweatpants on your podcast i hate uh, oh. i want to just mention that i and I, I join you in having never worn sweatpants i don't even think in my life <laughs> uh, but especially not skating i always thought that shit was whack as hell and just looked awful yep. um but i also had my own uh bad style habits as well so but they were oh. always just jeans Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My my fashion sense wasn't. It was awful. I, I just didn't want to look like that guy. I didn't want to yeah. be. Yeah, I used to get tortured <laughs> at the session. Everyone would show up in the fiction joggers, and I'd have like yeah, one uh, one size bigger than my waist jeans, and people would be like, "You get the fragile male ego." People would be like, "Oh, you look gay. Why are you dress gay? Oh, are you going to a bar after this?" And you'd be like, "Well, at least I don't look homeless." Like yeah, yeah. I, I'll take that. I'll you can you can call me that like. Mm-hmm. you know gay guys are fashionable i was like no no girl is wanting to go with a guy with the the ripped sweatpants and the size xxl t-shirt so i'm i'm fine with whatever <laughs> slurry you want to throw my way um yeah, yeah so they looked at you the way we look at people with clicky like anti-rockers now <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> i don't know it's like what are you doing here you can't be a part of our crew get your sweatpant game right and then you can join us. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what? But, you're, you're not even sagging your trousers. What's going on? And I was like, I, no, I don't, I don't want to see your arse. Like why? Like, yeah. So yeah. yeah no, I, I look like shit still, but just didn't, <laughs> just didn't do the gray sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> Plus I just didn't understand the like ergonomics of it. Cause I was like, surely if you, if you fall once in the gray sweatpants, it's going to look like you shit yourself. Mm-hmm. And so it usually like, did. Yeah, the aesthetics are just terrible. It's like when you see people skating in white jeans, you're like, why would you do that? Like, like no one is good enough that they, they don't fall in a session. So as soon as you fall. <laughs> I think some people may have pulled it off at some point for like a single session. I, but... I, I would say that's wildly debatable, but okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I fall too much to be able to succumb to that. Um Oh, there was something I was going to ask. Oh, yeah. So you did you did mention it, like the the Facebook post that you put up, and then obviously the um the interview that you did with BMag, where you talked about yeah being a rollerblader and being gay. And I was just wondering, 
have you ever like looked back on that like over the years like look back on you know your answers that you gave or what you said and or even just looked at the Facebook post and like I don't know looked at it with fresh eyes like years later yeah usually um Facebook will remind me when it's the you know on this day or whatever and whenever I get that notification most days if I am on Facebook I'm not I try and like just not be on there all day every day nowadays but um I'll look and see and like I also I'll read it about once a year <clears throat> I recently sent it actually to uh, Michaela uh because she and we, we correspond through uh Instagram a bunch I'm not sure if you're familiar uh Michaela is a trans woman that skates okay um and she's just like super badass and um and so we we like each other's posts and things like that and it's just good to have uh friends that you can connect with on that level um but we recently exchanged stories about uh because she had done an interview i think with one or one of those uh outlets and um had never read my thing with uh bmag right. and i happened to just reread it again after i sent it to her and was just like oh shit like uh I still, I think I would have worded it differently now, but I think everything that I was feeling at that moment, at that time in my life, I still stand behind. Um, that happened. My, my coming out was in response to the, the shooting uh, at Pulse nightclub yeah. uh, in Florida. And that's going to be five years this year. I think it was in like September. Um, and I don't know, I guess that it, that affected me pretty powerfully because it was, uh, it's the first time in my life where I realized like, oh shit, I could have been there. Like friends of mine who live in Florida, I didn't know anyone who was there that night or who died or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but friends of mine frequent that, that nightclub, um, and if I happened to be in Florida visiting or something, like that could have been me. Um, so, so we did all the vigils around here, and after about a week, you start to um, just process um, what had happened. And I still get obviously I'm getting emotional about it right now, just talking to you about it. Yeah, not true. Um, yeah, but um. I decided like, I got to do something about this because like I'm hurting right now and I can't talk to people about it other than, you know, other, my gay friends or my direct family. At that time, I wasn't even out to my dad. So that was the main thing I decided I needed to do. Um, was come out to my dad and the rest of my family. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like, as, as I had mentioned earlier uh, in our conversation, like coming out, it's like a constant process. And like when I was, I sent the, the trailer the night that Mike sent it to me, I sent it to a close family member uh and at the end of it and it's, you've seen the trailer it's i still love it it makes me look like a fucking rock star uh and at the very end it it says sinner and this person of course asked like what's that about uh and i was like oh well you know um try to kind of break it down um and at that time uh Oh, I think I sent you the video, uh, the Lil Nas X Montero video. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of put it in terms of that. Um, like it's telling the story of my like coming out and this and that and and put it in, in terms of like I sent I sent them the video, the Montero video. I was like, check this out. Like how sick, how awesome is this? Uh, and th this person is not of our generation and didn't seem to really vibe with that video. 
<laughs> I mean, um, even even like even yeah, being you know a young person or someone you know that was born in a later generation, even watching that video, I'm like, this is this is still quite intense. Like, yeah. So, um, and and so I broke it down as well as I could, just kind of over the phone uh, for this person, um, and at the end, I said something like, but don't worry, I'm not going to be like dancing on a stripper pole anytime soon. And they, and their response was, well, thank God for that. Um, and I had to say, well, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait, I say <laughs> <laughs> like, what if I did want to dance on a stripper pole or what if I did present my, myself in, in a different, uh, in a different way or was, you know, more effeminate or whatever. Um, yeah. And I had to call this person on that and say like, that's like, that's a little homophobic. Like that's, yeah, that's, if, if I did want to do that, that should still be okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't do this to be like a pure, perfect. I got to call everyone out on, on whatever bullshit uh, um, ideas they have in their head, but it's because I really care about this person deeply. Uh, and I want them to understand, like, I want them to gain perspective from having me in their life. Um, so I think that's, that's important to keep pushing in that direction in a loving way, yeah, especially you, for you people that we care about. You can challenge someone without picking a fight with them. Yeah. Um, and they, they understood, and this is an ongoing conversation, of course, but, um, I don't know. Like if I, it happens all the time. Like yesterday I was on Facebook and I'm a member of all these different uh, automotive pages. And um, someone who friend requested me because they like my car or like my whatever Instagram uh, posted some meme that said, uh, all these guys are like, I'm not gay. Uh, but then they take their car to a dealership to have uh, their oil changed or something like that. Really? Uh, and, and so I have to decide, like, I don't even know this person. He lives in like San Diego, California or something. I'll never meet this person, but I have to make that decision. Do I say something or do I just unfriend this person or do I continue to just like, all right, well, I'm just gonna pretend I didn't see that. Cause you know, I don't care. I didn't, I did end up responding. I said, well, what does I like tagged him? I said, what does being gay have to do with doing your oil change? or oil changes or whatever, uh, and let it be. And this was just yesterday. And then as we had finished skating, we were walking into Nate's house uh, last night at like, I don't know, five o'clock. And I was like, oh shit, that dude responded. Like he tagged me in his response. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Uh, and his response was just, it means nothing at all. My apologies, Tim. And I was like, oh shit, okay, cool. Like it's, those are the kinds of little victories. If you can call them that, that with people that I don't know, if they can say, oh shit, like I probably know a lot of gay people. Maybe it's not cool to use it as an derogatory term. Um, yeah. And just, I don't know. It is just little stuff like that to, to keep the conversation going but that's that's a best case scenario outcome where someone's like, oh shit, like that's unintentionally offensive. Maybe I should rein it in. But it's, it's, yeah. there's obviously going to be other outcomes, but it's got to be exhausting having to deal with that as a gay man, like people being unintentionally offensive, like people thinking they're, they're making a harmless joke and yeah. then not realizing that you're basically the butt of that joke as a result or like they're offending, you know, yeah you're like who you are like, un yeah. like without malice without you know they're not you know hurtful or hateful people but just you know most of the time most of the time yeah just maybe ignorant or uncultured or uneducated yeah. on on the or just have no experience of yeah either personal experience or, or knowing anyone who has so yeah. yeah yeah but it's the thing it's not about me i I'm comfortable. I got a job. I've got a great group of friends. It's not going to affect me necessarily. If this dude thinks calling things gay 
is appropriate or is an accurate way to describe something or whatever. It doesn't make sense linguistically, but <laughs> that aside, um, like I'm more concerned about friends of his who see that, who might be this awkward 13 year old kid uh, that I used to be and have, who are already confused as, as shit um, and then see stuff like this. And it's like, Oh God damn. Like even, you know, uh, what's his face over here. Even he says that like, there's something wrong with me, even if he doesn't mean it. Um, and I think for a guy, a, a person like that, uh, to see my post and say, and Oh shit, like who was this guy questioning him and say, Oh, he's, it says clearly he's an, he's LGBT um, and his car's badass. Like, that's cool. Maybe that's okay in this world. Yeah. Um, and to just, I don't know, break that, that cycle of just dumb shit. Yeah. yeah. And I know what you mean because there's been, yeah, I've had a couple of discussions with people in the blading oh. industry or pro skaters over the years, and they'll make comments on, Instagram or on social media or they'll make fun of something and yeah, use like a homophobic term and it won't be, yeah. well, I'd like to hope it isn't like, you know, with mouse, but then I'll have like private discussions with them. And I'm like, you need to remember you've got a fan base and they're like, Oh, no one, no one under 25 skates anymore. And I'm like, yeah, but the, maybe not as many, but there are still some people like young, vulnerable teenagers, male and female. And you know, you have to understand that comes with a level of responsibility. If you've got 10,000 or 20,000 followers and you say, oh, don't do that, it's gay, you know, for all you know, even if just one of those followers is happens to be gay and they look up to you, it's going to, you know, several things are going to happen. They're either going to hate you because they're going to they're gonna think you're a piece of shit or worse, they're going to hate themselves. Yeah. And it's like, you need to understand that if you say things like that to such a large audience that you know you've built up then you have to take that with a certain level of responsibility and go you know i have to look out for people that you know if someone becomes a pro skater and gets gets their name on a skate they have to accept that sooner or later they're a role model to someone yeah you know you don't get to just get oh i didn't ask for that i don't want to be a bullshit i'm really sorry but it's like pop stars and pop stars go oh, i'm not a role model well you signed up to be one yeah and as a result you have to act more responsibly you can't just run your mouth and say whatever comes into your head for sure so, i mean and in a lot of cases that that could be the difference between life and death someone could see like dude i'm not going to get into it like in detail but when i was 18 i hit straight up like crisis mode uh and came out to my mom and if she hadn't responded the way she did, I don't know what I would have done, you know, like, and that's like people, <laughs> especially young people, uh, kill themselves over this shit. And it could come down to someone being in, in crisis mode and seeing some pro rollerblader, I'm not going to like throw people under the bus, um, call something gay and, and, or, you know, call someone a faggot or whatever. And that could be someone's last fucking last straw, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> I think we talked that topic to death. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Although I was curious. But it's, but it's fucking, it's fucking heavy and it should be. And it's like, we need to, have these conversations so yeah definitely that is what i was gonna because you mentioned in that article that you'd like yeah started kind of having like a secret life away from your skate friends and you came out yeah. to mike and then you said that it was also very difficult coming out to your father and i was wondering like was there a massive time gap between that like did you have like were you basically having to keep this from like close friends and family for like a prolonged period or was, was the, like the time span relatively short? Yeah, no, I was, I came out to Mike, I'd say probably like 2000, maybe like 2004. Um, 
And then I didn't come out to my skating, the rest of the group. So I was out to Mike and I was out to Grant because Grant's also gay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we, it was funny. We, that that makes know, it easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I lived with Grant and we had decided like, I'm, I'm moving in with you and this is convenient because I have a boyfriend and he comes to visit every so often, um, which was basically on a weekly basis. Uh, he's Canadian. Uh, and so we were crossing international border to, to visit each other. Um, and basically when Dave would come to visit Rochester, Grant knew that the house is off limits for other skaters to come hang out, Okay, which sucks, but that's where I was at that point. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you need that level of, I don't know, security while you figure stuff out, then that's, yeah. it's, it's, at least it's nice to have the luxury of that by yeah, yeah. living with someone who understands or is experiencing it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So to answer your question though, so that was 2004 until about eight years ago that I came out to the rest of my rollerblading friends. So okay. that's 20, it's like 10 years. Cause that, that's like, that's a lot to put yourself through mentally. Cause Grant was telling me as well that, you know, even though he, yeah, came out and decided that he was going to be quite bold about it and be like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't know, censoring himself or like, you know, trying to cover it. But he said it was just exhausting having to come out to like every person he met. And it was like, you know, yeah. every, I don't know, either if it was people from high school or work or just everyday life or family. And I'm like, when he put it in those terms, I was like, my God, yeah, that just sounds, yeah, it sounds like a lot to take on because two of, yeah, two of my closest friends are a gay couple that we hang out with all the time. But one of them, he only came to the realization that he was gay in the last decade. So yeah. in like his late twenties, mid to late twenties. And I was like, that's, yeah, that's a lot to take on because then you've got, you've got friends that are basically going to be your last friends. You know, they're friends after university, friends when you finally settled down and decide to make a home and then you just turn around to them and you go oh yeah like you know i was in that long-term relationship with a girl i've now realized that that what that's the complete opposite of what i want and yeah that's i would imagine that puts a lot of mental strain on someone yeah it's just you're just living a double life and you have to just have these separate boxes that like okay now i'm doing the gay thing <laughs> uh and then and you can't it's just a matter of you want it you want to incorporate, like, you don't have to have a separate, I mean, I don't know your situation, but I know you have a daughter. Um, but like, or like my, a coworker would say like, oh, my wife is this or whatever. And that's standard. Yeah. Um, for me and Grant, it's sometimes not so standard. So we're working on it. Um, but I'm, I'm at a point where I just don't give a shit anymore uh, about what other people think. Um, yeah. It must have been pretty awesome having Grant though, because like, you know, especially rollerblading during that time, it was that like, yeah, like we all know, hyper masculine. We were yeah. getting picked on by skateboarders and you know, skateboarders were telling us we were soft and gay and all and that became a thing where we like you know, pushed back against that so hard that we essentially became jocks ourselves and like, you know, bullied yeah. each other or anyone that we you know, deemed to be soft, but it must have been it, some form of comfort to have someone that not only is your friend, like as part of your crew, someone that you can skate with and enjoy your passion with, and someone that you can also have those very frank, open, raw discussions when you need to. Yeah, for sure. And it still is when he comes and visits, it's like therapy, talking to someone who knows so much about me. Um, and kind of just catching up. We haven't had a chance to yet, but he's only been here a few days so far. So um, he, he did also yeah. tell me that you guys used to fight like an old married couple and used to get into proper like. Uh, oh, dude, we still we still heated, do. Heated we did debates. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we we still do. We did yesterday. He told me I need to think before I speak. Sometimes yesterday, like those were his words, and I told him to stop being verbally abusive toward me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was just yesterday. And I, and yeah, like, I mean, he's the homie, love him to death, but sometimes can't stand him. 
that's that's I think that's a mark of a close friendship. The fact that you guys can just like properly, you know how to wind each other up, and you can just do it at will. You can be like, oh, you're you're getting on my tits today, so I'm gonna say what I know will trigger you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm very fortunate to have the people around me that I do. Um, both family, skating friends, non-skating friends, work stuff. It's 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 good to have that kind of support. Um, yeah. I want to pull you up on one thing though. You know, you said that in the Be Mag interview that you were in a long-term relationship and you're not anymore. And when they asked, you know, if you saw yourself being in a relationship or having a family or whatever when you're older and you're like, oh, you know, if I am great, if I'm not, I can handle that as well because I live in this area and there's not that many intelligent, attractive gay guys. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, see if the options are slim. Why not just move? <laughs> like, the thought has the thought has crossed my mind, um, and I, will, I won't go too into detail. But I've 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 talked to friends of mine about just the possibility of of leaving Rochester and setting um, just like, well, if this happens, if in X amount of years from now, I'm still in the same position I'm in, I'll seriously consider that. And I've been telling myself that for years. So right, I guess you just, you never know. Um, and I'm still in that position. I've been single for eight, nine years now. And um, no, no and relationships in that time. No. Um, you need, you need yeah, to get back on weird, that. Right? That's, yeah, and, that's... And, yeah. Part of it is like, it's not just the, the something in the water in Rochester where everyone is fucking unattractive or something. It's, <laughs> it's, it's nothing like that. I, I love so many, I have so many good friends in Rochester. Um, I'm in, I'm, I'm an incredibly picky person. <laughs> uh and to to the point where it can and it's not i'm not bragging about this i need somebody who is going to and it's not just in relationships and romantic relationships it's everyone in my life um that's why i only like skating with this the, the group of people that i skate with um i want the people around me to demand a lot of me and to push me to do the best that i can um and if I'm going to commit to someone to be in a relationship with, uh, I need to know that I'm going to be uh, just kind of improving every day and, and growing into the kind of person I want to be. Um, and I just have very high standards for who that's going to be. And they haven't come around yet. So, um, and I'm fine with that. Like I, I spend a lot of time alone, like Monday through Friday, I go to work, I come home, <laughs> I hang out with my dog and hop on social media sometimes. And just like that, that's what I'm used to. Um, that's what I'm comfortable with. Um, and maybe it'll always be that way. And that that's fine by me. I don't, I, I'm, I'm kind of a, I, I, I kind of do my own thing most of the time. Of course, I love going out on the weekends and having social interaction with all my friends and going skating after work when it's like good weather and stuff. Um, but I'm also perfectly happy just doing my own thing. So, Yeah. Plus, as, as you get older, I, it does get harder to find a partner because your bullshit filter just beget, gets like so much more strict and there's just a lot less that you're willing to put up with. But then... The other aspect that you mentioned of it is the selfishness because when you don't have a partner you're solely reliant on yourself and you just yeah. get to cater to your own whim whenever you want and it kind of reminds me of like before like my daughter's five and it reminds me of like before she was born and i could literally just say to my partner like oh i'm going out or like i'm doing this or i'm going to meet friends tonight I'll probably be yeah. gone for like five or six hours or I'm going skating for the day. I'll be gone for 10 hours. Whereas now I'm like, I have to book that shit like two weeks in advance. And and if it rains in that day, then you've lost that opportunity. That's it. It's just, it's not like, oh, I can do it next weekend instead. No, that opportunity evaporated with the bad weather. So sure. I, I kind of feel like it's the same with, yeah, with relationships as well. That You're so like, 
they're like, oh, I can I can work by my own schedule and do what I want. But then, you know, you, you get into that that habit of just being completely selfish. And then yeah. it, it takes a lot to kind of break free of that or, or adjust to other people's schedules or other like, you know, considering what other people want. Yeah. So or or meet the person who will understand that, like, I'm going to go skate. Or I'm gonna go stay at work late, and you can fend for yourself, make some dinner or whatever. I work six and a half days a week. Is that is that okay with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and like I, I, that's another fucking like little box that has to be checked. Like I'm a very independent person. I hope you are too, because can't get too clingy with me, because I got other shit to do. Um, it's just my lifestyle right now doesn't necessarily. Uh, correspond with or like um it, it's just not uh finding and getting into or entering a relationship it's just not conducive to my lifestyle right now so it's just not a priority and if it if it happens it happens and everyone always says oh it'll happen when you least expect it and i'm just like sure wait, wait, at 10 years like when's it <laughs> you know you, you never know uh, yeah so so what you're but, saying yeah. is we need to set up a we need to set up a very niche Facebook group for um performance car enthusiasts based in the east coast of America who also happen to be gay. That's a yeah. really long tagline. That's exactly. we're gonna need to work on the title for that and make it a lot more punchy. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I was hoping this edit would do it, but <laughs> no, it was, it was funny because the day I, I woke up one morning and just hit play on my like, you know, whatever Spotify. And that song came out. I was like, oh, fuck, this is the one. I sent it to Mike and I was, and I, I was, I think I was like kind of hungover from the night before or whatever. Uh, this is like a Sunday. And I was like, Mike, I can see the headlines now. <laughs> Gay rollerblader fed up with online dating apps. Uh, skates to Grace Jones, I Need a Man in new online skate edit slash personals ad. Uh, and it made so much sense in my brain. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is going to be hilarious. And also like all these fucking gay dudes are going to see this and be like, oh shit, I'm going to hit him up or whatever. And it hasn't happened. You do realize <laughs> how common it is for people to use like disco in that kind of like era of music nowadays, right? Like you've got people like Robbie Pitts using all that kind of stuff. Like that, that is quite like I even used, yeah, like multiple disco stuff in the last like, full-length wheel scene video so yeah like, it's, it's not... really good music it's, it's if you want to do that some to of the stand most underrated out. yeah and i think that had a lot to do with like hyper masculinity in like the 70s and saying disco sucks and it's like no that's just like basically like a bunch of like white rock dudes like not coming to grips with like just have being fragile and not wanting anything questioned it was like no disco's fucking sick <laughs> so yeah some of the beats just lend themselves to skating what was the one that we used we used uh oh what's her name randy uh randy crawford street life oh my god let's get the most let's, let's get the perfect steady beat for a skate edit it's yeah well i mean it's meant to dance to and in a lot of ways skating is it kind of mimics a lot of dance moves yeah. here especially robbie pitts <laughs> yeah 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 uh, definitely yeah. i i get so inspired watching that guy skate uh all of his Instagram stuff, his newest edit, it's just really fantastic stuff. It's such a different approach. Yeah. It's refreshing. I, I just love that it triggers people so well. It doesn't trigger so many people so much, but just the the category of people it triggers. And I'm like, see if you find it that upsetting. Just don't yeah. press play. Yeah. No one's no one's it's not like, you know, a clockwork orange where people are like, prizing your eyes open. You don't if you don't like it, he, there's there's a you know don't follow him on social media. Don't watch his videos. It's that simple. Yeah, but also, I mean, it might trigger something in someone's brain that says, "Oh, if everyone else likes this, like maybe this is okay." I don't know. I think. See, I also think that's the opposite end, like byproduct know, of it. it. I think some people go, does, "Oh, everyone else likes it. It must be cool. I like it too." I think there is there's an element of that happening as well. Yeah. And, but also if, and if people resist enough or they just can't get it, it's a great like trolling opportunity. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I find I, I take great pleasure in uh, trolling people from time to time on the internet. 
So, oh yeah, it's it's a it's a great way. Like if if you're bored at like the dentist office or whatever, it's it's a great way to kill twenty minutes. Just you know, just poking people that you've never met before in your entire life. Yeah, just prodding yeah. them for dumb stuff that they put online. Yeah, it's great. That's that's one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> as long as yeah, exactly. It, we're using that that skill set for good, so um, it's good for the soul. <laughs> so, what does the future hold for Tim Adams? Are we going to see like? So I know Mike's working on the project. Do you have any clips on it? Or is that just, or is that his thing? No, that's just his thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the plan, the rough plan that we have is uh, the, the, Nate and I are both going to film Nate thing. Okay. This, this summer. Um, Troy is, we're going to, Troy used to skate like way back in the day. And we just recently connected in the last uh, two, three years. Um, but he's become... He's just like, I don't know. You'll see. He, his skating is just so interesting to watch. Um, and so the three of us are going to just go out and film. And it's we don't really have a vision in mind. It's not necessarily going to be like a, a joint project. Um, okay. But who knows? Um, and Mike will probably edit it as well because make 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 gets landed with a lot of these responsible I'm, I'm surprised he just doesn't turn around one day and be like no you know what? edit edit your damn self right he's like yeah well you the thing is he wouldn't it. be able to he wouldn't be able to stand watching it if we edited it so like, and like if you've already set precedent by making all this stuff you, you can't let us down now no i would never force mike to to do stuff if he's too busy um grant edits most of his own stuff um I know how to edit video. It's just, I know that Mike's way of doing it makes it something completely different from what I would do. Right. So, um, but we'll, we plan to keep skating and just keep doing what we're doing. Um, I have so much fun, even just filming people is I sometimes enjoy that more than being in front of the camera. Um, because it allowed like, especially filming fisheye is like my all time favorite thing to do. If I film a clip fisheye, if I'm not feeling the spot or, you know, not skating well that day, I enjoy just picking up the camera and I feel just as fulfilled getting some clip where I have to be jumping upstairs, yeah. jumping downstairs. I've stair bashed with a camera in my hand filming Grant <laughs> many times. I'm uh, sure I remember someone once, was it Stefan Brando? I'm sure Stefan Brando once saw him like comment something being like, Tim's one of my favorite fisheye filmers, or I can tell, or I was, it may have been something from like nights and weekends or something, or from one for, for the road and you were, mm, you were filming someone else or Grant or someone. And I'm sure like Stefan instantly knew it was you holding the fisheye. Yeah. With, without being um, able to see that it was you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I have so much fun. I, I've only recently learned the proper way to film with a fisheye and have the confidence to get in there. And yeah, we kick the lens off the camera all the time. We have a few backups uh, just in stock, but um, yeah. So looking forward just as much uh, to filming as I do uh, skating. And, I don't know, just having fun. All right. Yeah. When, when I hadn't seen it in, from you from a couple of years, I was like, God, has he just stepped back? And I was like, he can still do the career thing and skate once a week or once every couple of weeks. I mean, you know, <laughs> like this, he, he, people, people can't fall back in that excuse, but I'm, I'm glad to hear it sounds like you have been, we've just, yeah, not been as aware of it in recent years. So that's cool. And yeah, it was awesome to see a, a surprise new section from you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm very happy with it. I, can't thank Mike enough for all the mental energy he put into this thing. Um, he had that footage for like four months um, and he had stuff going on in his life and had to just take a step back. And I was like, dude, just send me what you got. It's probably great. And he's like, no, <laughs> it's my, brain, not my brain won't allow me to do that. Yeah, so, no. The timing is not right. I need to, I, I, he just told me many times I had to step back from it. Uh, it just wasn't right. Um, and I'm glad that, that we both had the patience to, to see it through. Uh, yeah, I think it turned out really good. All right. I have quizzed you for almost two hours. In fact, I think it's more than two hours. 
and I think I might have finally ran it. Well, I haven't run out of questions, but I think that's all I can remember off the top of my head. I did write some <laughs> down, but I don't think I can remember them. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Do you still, do you still like, so obviously you've still kept skating and you have your friends that you keep up with in skating. Do you like follow what's going on in the community or in the industry anymore? Or is that something that no longer interests you? Um, kind of both of those things. <laughs> um, I honestly, I hadn't started listening to rollerblading podcasts regularly until a couple of weeks ago when you approached me. <laughs> they're, they're overrated. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> I just, so I honestly, I just, I don't find them very interesting most of the time. Um, and I think part of it is I was listening to the wrong ones. Um, part of it is that I didn't have um, I saw myself as kind of not relevant and not having, I guess, I don't know, I'm not trying to figure out how to um, articulate this. I think putting out the section and feeling like I have like a stake in the game now, again, sort of, um, made me want to be more a part of it uh, again. And so uh, basically like I follow a lot of rollerbladers on Instagram. Yeah. I'll watch their stories and see what they share. I kind of trust their judgment. Um, and that's how I kind of follow, uh, skating and what's going on in the culture and that we don't have BMAG anymore. Uh, they kicked me off of the rollerblading rollerblading page on Facebook. Okay. Uh, Why? <laughs> what did you uh, do? I was, okay. So here's what I did. <laughs> I'm not proud of this. This is going to be good. Right. Okay. Someone started a car thread. I said, Hey, are there any automotive people in here? This is my car. It'd be cool to connect with other rollerbladers who are also in car culture and who are into that stuff. Post your car up. And so I saw that like five minutes after it was posted, I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Here's what I do for a living. Here's my car. Uh, and everyone was just like vibing and like going back and forth and like, oh shit. Like, and I got like friend requests over that and like new connections with rollerbladers. I'm like, this is sick. The thread gets deleted. Uh, like 10 minutes later, the thread gets deleted. It was off, off topic. Um, and it's not roller, it's not rollerblading specific. Therefore it's doesn't belong in this, on this page, rollerblading, rollerblading, go to the page. Fuck them. I don't care. <laughs> um, but so that happened. And I was like, oh, shit. Here we go. So what I'm going to do is <laughs> I got a, a picture of me driving my car. And then I photoshopped myself by 40ing over the car. And I was pretending like it was like a legit photo. Right. Um, Cause it was actually me doing a 540, but I'm like almost as big as the car. Like it's clearly a joke, but I was like, Hey, uh, <laughs> post up yourself skating your car or jumping over your car. Cause people do that. Yeah. And people posted themselves doing like fucking front flips over cars and shit. And it was an amazing thread again. And it but ended were, up getting like but you were trolling the admins. Let's be you were trolling the admins. You can say that. <laughs> no, yeah, of course. I was fucking with them. Yeah. Uh, there's no rule, there's no uh designation on the page that says this is rollerblading content only, whatever. Um, and so I was like, well, all right, well, I'm gonna make a fucking rollerblading car thread. Uh and I stuck to my story the entire time. I'd never broke character the entire time. Uh, someone was like, hey, isn't that your face in the rearview mirror? How are you jumping your car? And I'm like, okay, okay, you got me. While I was jumping my car, I thought it would look really cool to Photoshop myself in the car. <laughs> I just like somehow I was like in my brain, that made perfect sense. <laughs> it was just a dumb thing. Anyways, that thread got deleted and I got banned from the page. No explanation, no reaching out. Um, I think one of the admins 
message me on fa- on Instagram like a couple of days later and was like, what? You got banned? Oh, my God. Like, I, I'll add you again right now. And I was like, no, fuck that page. I don't care. Like. Seems like a bit, yeah, seems a bit <laughs> overly just, sensitive, like, like a bit of an overreaction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying, I'm just like fucking around. But like, dude, in in to be serious, like this is during like peak COVID time. Everyone's locked down. Let's have a little bit of camaraderie on the internet and have some fun with it and like make connections. Like yeah. it, that was my point. Like it just, it was so absurd that they would just ban. I don't even, I still don't even know who it was. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Daniel's like, an admin for that. Just get Daniel to find out. He should be able to know yeah, who, who blocks Like, I'm it. not going to make a fuss. He he also probably reached out. And I was like, nah, fuck that page. I don't care. <laughs> but, yeah. Hopefully, maybe they'll be more, in the future, more accepting of uh, other subcultures within our subculture um i don't know it's not as easy as it's like if you just say oh well then go start your own facebook page like oh, i'm gonna start i no <laughs> seems <laughs> like, like a lot of work yeah yeah like you already have thousands of people on this page i want to connect with those thousands of people um explain to me why i can't like that's i don't know maybe i'm just stubborn and like a child but uh, that is pretty funny yeah <laughs> That's good. Yeah, good. No, because people put up stuff like, oh, I'm in a band, post your like music that your dinner makes, and people get away with doing that. So if you can do that, oh. why can't you do the car thing? Yeah. Like, well, not... I hope they I hope they still do that. Maybe they made a change to the, the policy. Um if I gotta get sacrificed in the meantime, that's okay. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a, I mart- like, a martyr for the cause. Yeah. It's fine. Like I don't find pages like that to be interesting. To get back to your point about following. Uh, what's going on in the culture. Um, To be honest with you, most edits that I see, I don't find to be inspiring to me anymore. I've seen so much skating (laughs) uh, over the years. Um, I can appreciate it and respect the people who are doing it and I'll give them a like. I'm not necessarily going to share it in my story unless I really, unless I really feel it. So that that is the burden of being in something for like decades that after a while it becomes very hard to see things that are feel new and refreshing and the the opportunity for that is so much the window for that gets so much smaller the longer you stay in something so yeah sure. i know what you mean but um, also i mean like i don't go to contests <laughs> so i don't even know these people personally like i used to go to the bitter cold showdown every single winter and skate in that contest and see all the people that I would see just once a year. And I have like a frame of reference for who these people are that are putting out these edits. Maybe that helps. Um, Cause if I know someone, even if I don't like love their skating, knowing them and their personality, I think that lends itself to like enjoying their skating. more. Yeah. So I think that's, it maybe if I start going to contests more, Grant is always trying to, pull me out to Detroit for their contests and things like that. And maybe I'll start doing that more often. And after like things start opening up more, um, we'll have more people coming through, coming out skating and I'll get better at appreciating (laughs) uh, what other people are doing. But so we're getting right that's so all i need to know is we're getting more footage out of you and you're going to start attending events again well that's well late that's it you've already agreed to it's it's been documented here and you can't go back on that so that's that's fine i'm happy with that (laughs) so yeah so yeah definitely more footage maybe more uh participation in uh real life um skating stuff but i don't know i still love it the same way I did when I was, you know, grinding rails that had waterfalls on the other side and shit. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, you grow up and other things, you have other priorities. So, yeah, but, time, time gets stretched thinner and thinner. And yeah, the time you get. To that sounds so sad. Time. I don't want to end on that. <laughs> I still love skating. I still skate all the time, at least once a week. And, and you'll be you'll continue to hear from me for sure look out for me front side in a rail near you very soon yes yes all the time always 
always. No, <laughs> no other grinds, front sides and back sides. That's all you're. That's all you're getting. Yeah, and slides. And this year, some mono rolls, more mono rolls. No, you're you're learning tour rolls this year. Oh shit! I did say that. Uh, yeah, and <sighs> maybe great. a tour roll because I can. Mike, I can cut that clip and then when it gets to December 31st, I can just post it and just tag you at the bottom and be like, how's it going, Tim? And <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have to provide the world with a Toro clip. Yeah. Shit. Well, it's either that or just split skating. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've been just watching Mike skating and he's started to incorporate Toros into his, and I'm like, oh shit. I gotta learn that because no, we none of us do that around here. We never have, um, and I think that's part of it. Like you kind of uh, glean ideas from people yeah. who skating you really appreciate and respect. And Mike is on that list for sure. And I'm like, okay, if he's doing it and that looks fun, I gotta try and figure this out. I mean, so. it doesn't look fun. It looks it looks infuriatingly difficult. But yeah, okay, I, I, I see know, where you're I tried going. it before. Yeah, right. <laughs> nothing nothing yeah. about it looks fun <laughs> <laughs> but it looks interesting and it looks yeah. i don't know it's a new thing that you can do that is not going to get you destroyed um i mean you say that but like if if you mess up a toro you're just going face first towards asphalt like that's <laughs> it's, you're gonna get hurt <laughs> damn I guess I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know anymore. <laughs> like, it's it's not as it's not as safe. It's like misleadingly safe. It's like it makes it when you see people. It's on flat ground. How hurt can you get? Well, you can still get pretty hurt. You can sure. drag. I guess drag the palms of your hands clean across the street. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's it's more accessible. I don't need like a certain spot to be able to learn a toe roll. This is true. Um, I you know you don't have to throw yourself onto a handrail. It's something that I want to incorporate for sure. Right. So that's happening this year, right? So that's three things now that we've, we've I've got you to agree to. So I'm, that's fine. That's that's enough. <laughs> and more five forties. I, I relearned five forties that day in that clip where I did the like one foot on the wall thing. Yeah, I, I love how you said that was the first one, and I'm pretty sure it was a mute five forty, wasn't it? So like, yeah. Who, like, oh yeah. I haven't done one of these in ages. I'll just do one where I have to hold a hard grab for most of the rotation. Most people would just do it, no grab. Yeah. Um, it came back to me. And actually, like, I'm honestly, I wish I had redone that clip. I wanted a 540 over the rail. Um, and we were, it's a spot, we usually get kicked out of that spot. And so it just... But what? Um, you've had loads of clips on that spot over the years, though. Like you've got the wall yeah. clip that, that what? It's, it? it's always, well, that, that wall ride, the old one where I kind of rolled down the wall. Yeah. That was a fluke. We got that spot for like an hour that day. And I kept I, that, and it took me a good, like 30 tries to get it the way I wanted it. Um, and then right after I did that, the fucking security guard walks out and he's like, all right, you guys got to go. And I was like, holy shit, this is like the universe. <laughs> like that, providing yeah when i saw that i was like that is like that is a leap from that like pyramidy thing to the wall and then he managed to basically 90 onto the wall and roll down it i was like that's one of those oh, yeah. like golden goose clips that you're just I, like i love that I, yeah we've got it we've got that. it let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but generally that spot is a bust immediately you have like five ten minutes maybe um so didn't get a chance to go back and do it but since i've been learning 540s better and i don't know it's a different i've been doing 360s for probably 10 years and then finally just realized oh let me just try this and just oh you just got to drop your shoulder and do that that was easy and it's, it's easier on your joints landing fakie and i don't know i've seen you do a bunch of fives and fakie fives so that's just outright lies when was the last five you saw that wasn't off of like a launch? That was just a flat to flat. All right. I'll, I'll, let, you, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you away with the technicality, but okay. And Mike wants me to 720 something. He wanted me to for this. And I mean, you, you do, you over rotate the shit out of your 540s. That's what I'd noticed as well. You do them really fast. So the, I, the prospect of doing a seven is not that far fetched. Yeah. I know how to do sevens. It's just, it's a completely different, I throw them completely differently. So I do it like, I don't know if you watch like John Bellino 
or like Casey do them, they do them like a like a fakey five. So you like do a quick 180 in the air, but your access has to be so that you like come around and land forward, landing, leaning forward. Anyway, I got I got 720s. I just have to find the right thing to do it on. Okay. Uh, I don't think I have 720s on like a flat to flat surface like Casey and John. Um, it just has to be the right thing. They're they're freaks though. They're both freaks, so that's fine. Like like I'm, I'm, oh, John's done a 900 on street. That's just absurd. Dude, John did a 900 on the same spot that I 540. We were just talking about when he was like 13 years old. Yeah, because that was a, in because he's because he's a freak of nature. Yes. Yeah, yes. he was like, yeah. They're both dude. They're so good. Both yeah. those guys. I'm so happy to see John back in it and killing it consistently i don't know that's he's, really inspiring yeah N- not only <laughs> he's well he's the biggest flake known to man he's actually stood me up three times for a podcast interview so like john's, oh, john's on my shit list but he's <laughs> he's also had the most like miraculous comeback known to man he's the only pro blader in history to have two comebacks and both of them have been successful so the first time he quit on facebook um he quit ssm on facebook came back one better cold showdown oh shit and then i think he gave the money to his mum because she was like struggling financially or something stayed on ssm for like until it died it died quit like he basically went oh yeah i'm done again and then yeah. came back and he's rocking thems and just put out those two unbelievable sections so he's the yeah. only probe like most probe leaders come back and it's embarrassing like they just they're like no longer of the time they don't understand what's currently going on they've clearly not been paying attention to bladen and they just want to like you know pick up where they left off and that's just time has moved on that that type yeah. of skating no longer works john's skating is so timeless that he's come back and it, it just looks <laughs> it looks like it's still in the right it's it, it's, it's so current so yeah 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 is, i could i couldn't have said it any better but that's he's, he's killed the comeback perfectly yeah yeah um and cool. still going like it looks i'm pretty sure he's already filming for another piece yeah for sure so on that note, I've got no more questions for you unless you've got anything else you want to say. And I'm worried that your poor dog has gone silent and has just decided that he, he despises you now because you've not given him the love and affection that he requires. <laughs> no, he's, <laughs> he's... He's just judging he's, you in the corner, looking at you going, stop talking. <laughs> no, he's very needy, um, but he's just he's he's just off camera, okay. laying down. Um he lays down most of the day and just relaxes. He's he's getting old. And I was about to say because that's the same dog that you'd had in like all your like the 2012 2013 edits. So yeah, like, when he was a puppy. So he's he's he'll be ten at Thanksgiving, which isn't that old, but he's a big dog. Right. Um. He's he was over a hundred pounds at one point. Now I got him down to a healthy weight, but um, he's a big boy. So, but yeah lucky to have him exactly that's right okay um yeah you, you you didn't answer my question have you got anything else you want to say before we before we wrap this up no i don't think so thanks for having me on dude um i think we've been corresponding for a number of years on facebook but just never it was good to connect and get to chat with you i've weirdly yeah over the years somehow managed to accidentally have like connections with people related to Rochester in one way or the other ever since we've seen started. So like with Guy Crawford, who I know sometimes comes down and visits you guys from Canada. He's obviously from the yeah. UK originally. Um, Stefan Brando as well. He's like, I've been in touch with him pretty much ever since, yeah, I started doing the magazine as well. And then yeah. obviously in recent years, Grant and Mike. So yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's weird the way things like that kind of happen. You're like, oh, I literally have some point of contact with so many members of this crew yeah 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 well, i'm glad it worked out but i was yeah. so stressed about this <laughs> <laughs> why i don't know well, you what know, did you I think i was gonna like, do to you <laughs> you know how like you'll be some people have a, an issue where they can land a trick over and over again and the camera comes out and they're yeah. like forgot how to skate 
period. Uh, I wasn't sure if that was going to, I don't do this. I, this is the first podcast I've ever been on. And so, um, so, so I don't know, i pretty. You thought I was going to click record and you were going to go, oh, I'm. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> And people are like, "Wow, Tim's dumb. Like he, he he doesn't he doesn't know how to articulate any thoughts." That was my fear. Maybe I'm dumb, <laughs> and every, maybe everyone just thinks I'm smart because I like write well or something. But no, I, I don't know. I'm. I'm <laughs> well, I'm glad we fun. put that fear to rest. That's that that definitely did not happen here today. So that's good. Cool. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to do this. And yeah, look forward to the new stuff that you come out with. And yeah, no slacking. You and Nate need to get out in the streets and get productive. And just kick the shit out of a bunch of fish eyes. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> we'll do. Can't wait. Right. Look forward to it. Enjoy the All rest right, thanks, of your weekend. David. All right, you too. Bye. Bye.